This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends. We just thank you for joining us this afternoon on my program called Rise. And we are having a fantastic, fantastic uh, day further with, um, we have Dr. Mary Prince in the studio with us today. And we had such an incredible um, interview last week. Uh, it was about mothers and daughters. And it is so pivotal about our relationships between our mothers and our daughters. And it doesn't matter if you're a grandmother, stepmother, adopted mother. It is so important that our relationships are sound and we have her in the studio with us today. So we are so forever grateful and so incredibly uh, thankful uh, for the time that we are going to be spending with her this afternoon. So thank you for joining me this afternoon. I know time is always a, a, a big thing of essence for all of us. And thank you for coming all the way that you did, uh, Pastor Mary Ann. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And good afternoon to you. I'm so glad that I'm here. And I just give God all the glory and all the honor. He is forever faithful. Amen, amen. And well, we're going to just jump into uh, our questions. Um, you know, last week we spoke very seriously about, um, you gave us some golden nuggets on um, how important our relationships are within the family and our parenting aspects. And I love the fact that you were saying, you know, there are things that we need to continuously navigate from a very young age. So, um, you know, you were just talking about we get this essence of wanting just to be friends and uh, we don't really take parenting and childhood very seriously. Yes, yes. We were talking uh, last week on a few, I would say, quite important, um, you know, priorities in terms of relationships between mother and daughter, but also in parenting. Um, you know, not just between a mother and daughter, but also, you know, that unique um, relationship between a mother and a son, you know, and that bond is also a unique one. But um, obviously we are in Women's Month, so we are a little bit biased this month towards, um, you know, the female and woman. So that's why we were talking about mother and daughter relationships. And um, yes, because, you know, I've covered basically... Over the last 38 years, I would say, I've covered, um, you know, all the, t all the different phases of, um, of being a parent. And up to today, actually, because I still have a little four-year-old, and um, then I have a daughter that is 35 um, as well, So, and they come down all the ages. So I've been through, you know, all of those different phases and seasons. And not, as I said last week, not just in the pre-millennium, but also in um, this actual millennium as well. 
So, um, and things changed. Things did change the way that we do parenting. Um, we, you know, we can't look back and think this is how we, how our parents actually, how they raised us. And we just stick to that formula and to that, um, recipe, I would say. It is, um, you know, we have to change. We have to change because the landscape are changing. The agenda changing. The things that we, that we encounter actually, um, is changing at a rapid rate. If we just look at, um, at what happened with COVID and, um, during COVID things changed so much that all of a sudden, you know, when, when kids were off to school, all of a sudden they were at home and the mothers and, and the parents actually had to, you know, revert back to a different role of just being a mother, all of a sudden they had to be teachers. So the landscape of changing is ever-changing. And we as parents need to change with that. We need to change with the generations. And I really thank God for his grace upon my life that he gave me the wisdom to be able to do that, to navigate through it, not to be stuck in one generation, one, you know, this is how my mom did it. And, you know, like, in in terms of you know we grew all grew up with children need to be seen and not heard yes, you know yes it's um, different eras it's very of different raising, of you know? raising mm. now we have to give children that space where they actually have a voice as well to say you have a voice and i'm going to listen to your opinion and um and not just you know have that that idea of children needs to be seen and not heard because Things are changing so much. The eras are changing. And then it's to navigate that as well. Again, you know, for children to have a voice, but to to always that respect is the foundation. Yes. Because if if you give them just an open, you know, um, uh, um, like agenda, they will, pro bono, they will just like, carry on with it you know mm. so you need to make sure that they understand that as well there's a time for for to raise your voice and there's a space for that but respect is so important mm. because what we teach our children at home is going to it, it flows through to school so if your children are they don't have the basis of respect how to deal with issues um, you know, they're going to be disrespectful towards their parents, uh, their teachers. And I mean, I have so many educators that, that I work with and, you know, that come for counseling and, you know, Christian yes. educators that are dealing with the issue of the children are not respecting them anymore. Mm-hmm. They are disrespecting. And it comes from the home. And it comes from the home. It comes from the home. Because you need to teach your children that. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the, the thing that I want to actually highlight today is the relationship between being a parent and being a friend. You know, how there's because there needs to be a balance as well. Mm-hmm. Because you need to, to because every Every parent wants their child to like them. I mean, they want their child to like them. In fact, it's a good thing if your children usually and they actually enjoy being around you and you enjoy being around them. So my adult daughter, for instance, I'm, I, 
when she will have a, like a girls gathering for her uh, friends and they're quite a big group she will always invite me and they always laugh because I'm you know the only mother usually yes. that's there <laughs> so she'll invite me and and even if if she doesn't invite me then her friends were asking where's your mom because they're so used to have me around them and that's the relationship that you want with your children mm-hmm. you want to be around them enjoy to be around them but they must also to enjoy to be around you so there's a natural tension in families when childhood clashes with parenthood yes and we know it it starts the start of that usually is a teenager stage mm. because up to them to that stage you are still the dad is the hero and the mommy is the most beautiful woman in the mm. eyes of the child in the eyes of the beholder and they don't see anything they don't see your wrinkles they don't see nothing you know my little ones four and eight year Caleb is saying, yes, Mama, eight children. Yeah, I've got oh eight children. Goodness. He was you saying seasoned. the other day, you look gorgeous. You look gorgeous <laughs> when I came out of the room. So, I mean, oh. up to that age, then the perspective changed, you know, because there's influences, the media, even starting at a much younger age now. But, I mean, up to that age and then all of a sudden, there's a clash in parenthood, you know, because now we are not singing from the same <laughs> page in the hymn book, mm. you know, and they, True. your advice, they might see, think disregard, that you, yeah. they disregarded you like old fashioned or, you know, they don't see it like that. So very important, and I'm sure you will agree with me, is up to that time, it's so important for the, you know, to the foundation, to that age, lay the foundation from, solid from from, from toddler. Very, from toddler. You know, the mm. first the, the, there's a thing about the first thousand days of a child's life. Mm. You know how important the first thousand days is of a child's life. That's also during that time where you actually establish the inner voice of your child of your child. What is the inner voice that they are hearing? You know. Um, because that's when you establish. Because when they're a little baby, you ooh and ah, oh, and you talk, and then you know they become like age two, and then they you start to like maybe shout at them, and you know treat them differently when they was like a small little baby. So that's when you lay the foundation also for that. So the foundation of respect, of respecting the parents uh, themselves, their friends. Um, that is where you actually lay that entire foundation. Because when you then move into the next phase, which is the teenage phase, that foundation is rock solid. Mm. And teenagers... And they will not allow to be respected either. Yes, because... That, because they, their core and their identity yes, is already established. Yes, that's what I want to say. Their mm. identity is then established. So they would, they would know that the most important thing is to respect yourself. I, for instance... Um, you know, teach my children to have like a tick box. And because bullying is a real thing at the moment in school. So I, I have, like I teach them, you have a tick box. You know who you are and you just tick that tick box. If you know that you are a good person and somebody is saying you're a bad person and you know that you didn't do anything, then you just tick your box. I'm a good person. And you go down. I know who I am. Mm. You know, um, and you and you go down the list, and then you just like 
you disregard what the other people are saying about you because you know who you are. And then you will not allow yourself to be bullied. And you have an understanding that people are different. You know, they're not going, other, maybe your friends are, are looking at life from a different, uh, through a different lens than you are. Yeah. So you Because you, of their point of reference of where they yes, come from. Yes, where they come from. Yeah. And, you know, so that you have that. And then if, it, if the friendship is not good for you, exit the friendship. Um, because there's many other friends that is, you know, that is waiting uh, to be your friend. So, um, so yeah, so that is so important as to what to do to always understand the need of your children. You know, in the throughout the different seasons, I like to call it the seasons of their life. Yes. Throughout the different seasons, the need, as I said last week, with a with, with a toddler, it's just I want your attention. They just want your love and your attention. That's they don't care about anything else. You all know, the politics and all no issues politics and the issues. I mean, you can talk about something and they just go off and they play. They just mm. want you to to love them and give them your full attention, quality time. Wow, mm. that's what they want. Teenagers, they want you to res- respect them, to respect their opinion, to embrace maybe you know who they are, and then when when they. Be- the young adults again respect and not to judge you know because we can judge very quickly uh, as parents so going through the different phases it is important that you establish that friendship with with your children but being a parent is the most important part because you see all parents struggle with this and um it could be a game changer but if you get it wrong, it could be a game ender. Mm. That is so important. You can change it or you can end it. That they will not trust you and your relationship, your future relationship w- with your children, it actually depends on that, on the way how you establish this friendship role with them as a parent. Because the important thing is that it's the good news is, is that it is possible and even important that we are both their parent as well as their friend. But they have to understand that you are f- the order, that you are yes. first the parent and second the friend. Mm, There's an order that the children need to understand and that mm. you need to let your children understand. I'm, I'm my, my daughter's best friend. I am and she's my best friend. We've got such an amazing relationship. And with mm. all my children, my son that is in, in Australia at the moment, you know, he will send me voice notes and keep me up to date with every little bit of detail of his life mm. and what he's doing. And, and it's just so amazing because we've got such a beautiful relationship. He'll go to church and then he'll send me a voice note just about what the sermon was about, what he took from it. Because he wants me to, you know, to be he's part of his life. life. He's, he's sharing, sharing. You're sharing each yes, other's lives. But he knows I am mm. his parent. If mm. I correct and discipline they respect it and they take it. They will not backchat me. They will not try and, you know, they will listen to what I'm saying because they understand where I'm coming from. But it is so important as parents that we also, we need to, to do the right thing and live the right example because you can't tell your ch- children things and you are not doing it because they're not going to respect you. Because they see you're doing the opposite of what you are trying to teach and them. And you're having an expectancy from them that you're not even 
adhering to yourself. Yes, yes. So that is also so important because then you cannot, you can't establish that friendship with them because they're not going to trust you. Because in every friendship you need to trust. There's a huge trust. As a parent, they need to trust you. And they need to believe you. And they need to believe you. So if you can't do something, say it out. Just don't say, uh, I'm going to do it and promise something and you can't keep your word. Rather explain the situation to them. If you don't have the money and you're not sure and they're asking for something, then you say, you explain and you say, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it, but we will see at the end of the month when we've done the budget, you know, if there's extra money, then I will be able to do. And, you know, but don't say, yes, I am going to. And the end of the month come and then you say, oh, sorry, I don't have money. You know, my budget it doesn't fit into my budget. I can't do it. Because then you start to create disappointment in their lives. Yes. And, and that, and relationship that breaks a relationship. Be honest. Be frank. I've, I've, a, you know, we have meetings all the time. All the time we have meetings. We sit around the table and we chat and we have a good time. And so it's, it's just having, you know, to, just to spend time together. And when, then we go through the different, the, the difficult issues. We discuss the difficult issues and we work through that together. So we can, as a communi- family, as a, include them. yes, as a family unit. We mm. communicate, we communicate. I won't just say, are you okay? You know, when I see my children are not okay, I say, are you okay? Are you okay? Because I don't believe in doing, in saying that. Are you okay? Are you okay? I would sit down and have a, a, a conversation. I'll say, I can see something is wrong. Can we, can we talk about it? Mm-hmm. Will you share it with me? And if they don't, then I will pull it, you know, um, out of them as well. So it is important that communication, that you have that communication with them because that will build your friendship not being a pally pally you know and yes, and allow work. everything because they need there's there's certain principles and there's strategy and structure and there's strategy and structure that you need to to follow mm. it's so strange that we um you know i've just looked at a word now it says may integrity and honesty protect me for I put my hope in you. That's Psalm 25, verse 21. Is that not incredible? Where uh, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. And that is Proverbs 11, verse 3. And that is exactly what you are sharing right now, is that we can either be a game changer, we can end it. So if we go the wrong way and our own integrity is a, a questionable, we can end end everything yes we can not we don't have to ask at the age of 13 and say why and we want to know why yes our children have gone left when they should have been going right yes and that is again the integrity of our code of conduct who we are so that is very very profound what you've just shared with us right now and um, so I just want to ask you as well, you know, that we, we covered last week as well, the whole factor of, you know, how do we use the the foundations of the, you know, where we actually take the um, essence off us because the word is actually uh, that responsibility. And it's not so difficult because the word tells us everything. So it gives us all the parental skills that we need. And the power is in the word. So how did you, how have you navigated over the years um, 
children of eight. I mean, it's all ages <laughs> at all times, and it's busy. And you and you've got your ministry, and you've got your work. How are you finding that balance? How did you find this balance? And I know it's not easy. We're we not talking about being perfect. Yes. And there is no perfect recipe. But how have you used your wisdom and knowledge over the years? I think the first thing that I want to say: it is a journey. It is a journey because every single day we learn new things. I learn new things, you know, and the most important thing is, yes, last week I was saying that the word of God is your the best, best book to go to. You know, there's a lot of books that's been written about parenting and parenthood and a lot. There's a lot, but in the word of God, you will find everything. You will find, you know, how to navigate through the different seasons. You will navigate. There's a scripture also um, where it's talking, where I think it's in Colossians, where we're talking about, you know, the relationship between the parents and the children and also husband and wife. But where it is also talking about that we as parents should not like, Tempt our children. Yes, provoking. Um, yeah, provoke Think our children. Course. You can, yeah, you can, you get get that scripture. But it is to provoke our children. So it's such an important scripture that for me as well, where parents, where children need to respect their parents. Uh, I mean, that is what the word of God is saying to honor your parents. You need to honor your parents, and you will have a long life. So I can, for instance, I can, I remember uh, one time when my boys were, they are 27 and 25 now and they were teenagers and they were, but they were beautiful children of God already following Jesus um, at that time of their lives. And they had this list, you know, of the blessings that they want God to give, like a electric guitar and a cell phone, you know, the, the things they want God now mm. to give them. And so my one son, he, you know, he's very, he can be quite lazy. The other one, you know, he was very keen to help. So we went to take off the washing, me and Mikhail, we went to take off the washing. Now we're folding the washing. So the dishes are still waiting. And I said to Valdi, which is the older one, I said, Valdi, please, can you go and do the dishes? And he was like, oh, I don't want to do the dishes now, you know, all of that. And um, giving me some lip. And I said, Valdi, the word of God says you need to honor your mother and your father. And you will have a long life. And with that comes the blessings. I said to him, if I'm not mistaken, you've got a long list of what you want God to bless you with. Um, an electric guitar, your bass guitar, this, this, and this. I said, so if you're not going to do the dishes because I ask you, you're not honoring me. And he was thinking about it. The next minute I heard, clink, clink, clink. He was cleaning the dishes. So that's the way that how I would actually deal with my children. I'll take the word of God and I'll just apply it. And it, that is it. It's about the application. Yes. In a practical way, in a pra really in a practical way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with the love of, of, of Corinthians 13, it's a, it's something we have a code of conduct in our home that we sat down and we, we, you know, many years ago, which is a code of conduct. One of the things on our code of conduct is that we are never so sarcastic with one another because mm -hmm. I don't allow sarcasm in my home because I don't think it's good. And you say, oh, no, I made a joke. You know, um, it's not allowed. So we have a code of conduct that we honor one another. We respect one another. We will stand in the gap for one another. And we've, we've got it based on uh, the scripture, the foundation scripture that me and my house will serve the Lord. 
And so we have, we wrote, and it's on the walls so they can see it, you know. So if anyone is not you know, operating according to the code of conduct, I remind them. But it is throughout the years, you know, we've, it was, it's not easy to navigate. It's really not easy because you, you, we also go through different yes. seasons in our lives. Mm. And we've also had our points of references of the way yes. we were raised. And, and that was something that I really, truly, I can still remember many, many years ago when I was a teenager. Now, both my parents were disabled. And I was, wow. you know, I was raised in a, in a very, very, very poor home. And I can still remember I had this friend, her mom would come and would actually pick her up after school every day. And I would stand there, wait for the bus or a lift or something. And I would look at her and see the mom driving there, picking her up. And she would get into the car. They would laugh at fun. And I was always looking at her and I said, one day I'm going to be a mother like that. Because obviously I didn't have that because my mother was blind. And um, I never, we didn't really had a good relationship because my mother was so bitter because of her, of handicap. her handicap, and she couldn't go with us anyway, shopping, nothing. So um, I never had that true mother figure in my life of loving me the way she did in the way that she thought it should be. But she came from that reference of that was how she was raised, and she would apply the same very strict way of raising us which is in a way was good i'm glad today that you yeah, know you appreciate i was, it now. i appreciate it <laughs> but i said i'm going to have a relationship with my children and that was the one thing that i've really throughout my life even when i had a hectic corporate life traveling the you know the world i made time for my children they came first there was a priority i would take them with them me when i traveled take them to work i was i, I made sure that i had quality time with them and through, and you know, and then children was just adding, 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 adding all of the time because <laughs> we started adopting. And, um, and it is a difficult, it's very, very difficult. But to this day, that is still important for me is to be there for the, you know, for them. And navigating through it with a busy schedule, the one thing that I always remind myself of is that if I, how I minister in the world to the people outside, I need to minister in the same way in my home. Yes, you, there must yeah. be a difference. No, so they are my church, they are mm. my congregants, and I minister to them like that. And mm. I think that is how we navigated it, through using the Word of God, applying it, being intentional, um, and that just helps you, and God just stretch your capacity. It is just incredible how He will stretch your capacity. capacity. Incredible. But thank you so much for all that information. It is so profound because it's such really based basics, but it's so important about the integrity of who we are and our identity that it can transfer to our children because that also puts the foundation for the next generation. Yes. So we're going to continue with this conversation, but we're going to listen to Johan Britz, one of my favorites, and uh, he is singing, You Are the Reason. Good afternoon, and wow, what a powerful, packed um, session we're having today. Uh, we've got Dr. Mary Ann Princely in the studio with me today, and she has an incredible passion and heart for the family. 
and uh, you know the family units and uh, you know how do we get back to the basics of parenting and um, our relationships is how do we maintain our relationships with our children throughout the different phases and stages and it's very important of you know from toddler uh, those foundational you know I love the fact that you said about the first thousand uh, days, days of a child is so important and even in that time we have to maintain ourselves and you know we change as well um, you know like the fact that we sometimes will do things that because we think we're still young and we can allow we, you know these these phases but our children don't get affected by it you need to know exactly who who you want your children to be and that mutual respect and trust that needs to be stay in development. So just give me your points of guidance um, that you would like to share with us. Yeah, I think, you know, something my husband always say is, and, and it's such a powerful statement, he always say that a child is born with an empty computer. There's mm. nothing, there's nothing. And then you actually, like into that hard drive, you are building it. You are building it up. So you actually put in the programs and the things on the hard drive that you want, you know, to be there. So, and unfortunately with a child, you can't just do a re, um, you know, reformat. And you push a button and you say, okay, you are now reformatted. And everything in the of the past is, is gone. Unfortunately not. They carry it with them into the adulthood. And then it becomes their baggage in their adulthood. Wow. Because mm. children are sponges and they take up everything, everything. So it's so important as parents to understand that, to understand really that your children is going to soak up everything, not just what you say and what they hear, but also most importantly, what they see. So in, so for me to in terms of the between the friendship and the parenting is if you act too strongly on your desire to have your child be your friend, you you actually have the risk that you might actually make him or her an enemy. So it's important to lead well, to love strongly, and to trust God that they will not leave the way when they are older. Because that's what the Word of God says. Mm. It says if, if we teach them the way, they will not depart from their paths, from the paths. So friendship will come in in the process, but the parenting is, is so important because it's much easier to build strong ch children than it is to repair broken men or women. Wow. So it's much easier to to build strong children than it is to repair broken men or women. Mm -hmm. And we see it, I mean, me and you, we see it in the line of what we do every single day because yes. that's what we're dealing with. I deal with broken women every single day. And when I look back, I can see it comes from their childhood. Mostly they carry the things of their childhood, of the things that happened in their childhood. And then it's a vicious cycle because then their children are affected and it's just such a, a vicious cycle. So being a friend, being their friend comes easy, but knowing to be when to be the parent is quite sometimes can be difficult. So for that balance, for that line. And I want to give a few, just a few practical things. When what your child wants conflicts with what you know they need, be a parent. 
So if they, if it conflict, if there's conflict between what they want and what you know that they need, then you can't be a friend. You need to be a parent because God appointed us as the stewards over our children. He gave us children as gifts and he appointed me and you and parents as the stewards. And one day we are going to have to you know, give an account of the stewardship, not of the materialistic things, but the stewardship that we had over our children. Mm. I'm always saying to parents, for instance, when mothers are saying, yeah, I've got adult children and, you know, this is what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. And now they, they don't talk to each other and it's like adult children. Maybe they've been married and they have their own grandchildren, whatever. Now there's conflict. Then what I say to the mother or to the parent is you are the Parent, stay the parent. Makes no difference what age. Yes. If they're two years old or 52. Yes. You are the parent. You have the role of the parent. God appointed you in the role of the parent. So think like a parent, act like a parent. Forgive them. Go on, you know, ignore whatever. Go to them, say you're sorry. Because one day you're going to give account for being, for your role that you had as a mother. The child is going to have to give account for the role that they had to to honor their mother and their father. So God is going to say, why didn't you honor your mother that time? You know, they're going to have to give account for that. But that's not your account. That's their account. You're going to give account of the role that you played as a mother and that you were the one that had to take the wisdom from the word of God, apply it, and then we look at everything in terms of not tearing down but building up. So if you don't do that, you're tearing down that relationship. When your child, for instance, are being disrespectful, disrespectful or being trying to be manipulative or get into an argument with you, be a parent, be stern and be a parent. Use the wisdom of God how to navigate through that without shouting, without be calm, you know, deal with the issue. It's like a court case. One thing that is so important about a court case is let's say somebody is, um, they own your money and you take them to court for an amount of money that they own you. You know, that's the only thing the court is going to look at, at that amount of money that you owe. You can't now say, yeah, but this person, I know they're not paying their taxes. You know, they're not paying mm. SARS. The court is not, not interested in if they pay SARS or not. That's a different case. He's just in that money that you that they owe you, you know. So that's the same. Don't take all the issues of the past. Don't take all of it. Just deal with the, the specific case, with the specific issue. But then be a parent in that. When your child is being disobedient or misbehaving, don't excuse their behavior. Be a parent and deal with it. Mm. It doesn't matter what age. If a child, if my children came from school or the, the teacher would tell me my, my child has been disobedient at school, I will deal with my child on the disobedient and, dis, and, and disrespectful towards the, 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 the teacher. I'm not going to deal with the issues of the teacher. I'm going to deal with the issue that my child had in school being disrespectful to the teacher because I've trained them and I, I raised them to be respectful. doesn't matter what the other person are doing to, to still treat that person with respect, even if you don't agree. So that's, but nowadays the parents run to the, to the school and then they just go and shout at the teacher. 
and then the child has been wrong. You know, disrespectful is disrespectful. You cannot, that behavior is a no-go. You can't excuse that behavior. Mm -hmm. If your child hit another child, I mean, that's where gender-based violence starts, you know, exactly. in school. Where they get you, away with it. They get away with it. You cannot excuse that behavior. If your child bullied some other, uh, another a friend, you cannot. You have to deal with it as a parent. And that is the biggest problem that we have in society is that mm. parents are excusing bad behavior of yes, their children. allowing it and accepting they it. They allow it, they accept it. And then they, it's in the home as well towards them um, as a parent as well. So when it's more convenient to be a friend, then you need to know and you should know that you are always a parent. So in parenthood, and, and that is why where we get it quite, I think we, we, we measle it up a little bit, you know, the, the two relationships, being a parent and a friend. Being friendly and and and. Your child needs to trust you when they they need to respect you. And if they trust you, they will share their life with you. They will be your friend and you can be their friend on that level. But my daughter knows that if she wants a friend, like an ear of a friend, go to your friends, you know, because when you're going to come to me, you're going to get the mother, the ear of a mother. Yes. But I'll yes. give you the best advice which your friends are not going to give. I it's important to know that we only have 18 short years to be our child's parent and a lifetime to be their friend. Yes. So yes, for 18 yes, short yes. years, you have to raise your children, educate mm. them, discipline them, correct them as a parent. Mm. And then after that, they marry and we become their friends, you know. Yes. And they come to you for advice. They come to you to help you to navigate through life. They come very to you to parenting. Yes, to coach them. It's a very different parenting style so, at mm. that at that time. So children need direction and correction and friendship, but it doesn't cut into those moments of being a parent, knowing that you need to remember that you care more about your child's future than you do about your child's feelings, and you will set them up for a lifetime of success when you know that when to be a parent and when to be a friend i mean when my when my children come home and i hug them and i like i comfort them i'm their parent i'm not their friend i'm their parent but i do it with a with that heart that they know i am their friend i will always stand in the gap for them my children, they, because we were sisters keeper movement, standing in the gap for yes, your sister yes, and yes. be the keeper of your sister. They walk around, they say in the shops, I see, then I say, mama, that is a sister's keeper. Maybe she was friendly or she was helping an old woman or, or something, you know, then they, they can see it already. They identify the it. They say that's a keeper of your sister. So they go out into life being a keeper of, of their sister and their brother, standing in the gap for everybody else and that is what we and how we should actually train and teach our children it is not easy some days i promise you i run to want to run away i often tell my husband i'm going to run away and go and stay on an island on an island i'm going to rent a beautiful white flat with white furniture for me somewhere where i can see the ocean because i want no children to mess it up and then he like okay it's okay but you're going to that same night, you're going to ask us to come and visit you. <laughs> and the children, then when they hear, I'm saying that. They said, no, they're going with. I said, no, I'm trying to go to run away. And I said, no, they're going to pack their bags. They're going to go with me. So 
it is just have you know being around enjoying the time of familyhood um enjoying i always say you know we can't we can't be a perfect mother there is no perfect mother i've and made no perfect recipe and no i've made many many mistakes as well and i had to the one thing i often have to go to my children uh, and tell them i am I'm sorry, sorry. Me too. I'm sorry. I've been too harsh. Um, you know, hug them and 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 especially in ministry as well. You know, because I teach them. And that's also relational because that yes. means that they can also come and say, "I'm sorry." Yes. When they've messed up. Yes. And we need to have those open channels. Say hey, that transparency. Yes. And you know, it's so amazing. I when I go on a trip, the kids they will they pack my bags. They love to pack my bags. I must tell them what I want, and then they pack it everything. And then they pack surprises for me and chockies and they put my eye mask that in and, you know, little things. And they put little notes and reminders. You've got this. Remember to smile today. Um, you know, so many beautiful scriptures that mm. the Lord is giving them. They pack Wonderful. it into my bag and oh, into the, so just to, to remind me how much they love me and, you know, that, that, that God loves me. And I do because that's what I do for them. So because I've, you know, it's been so doing personal. it for them, they are doing it for me now. And it's Beautiful. just so amazing to receive that. When I get home some days, they have a huge heart on the bed and scriptures. You must see what my room looked like, full of little pieces of paper of scriptures and notes and things that they put everywhere for me when I come home after a day, a hard day. And... um even when I cry, I can cry at home. I can be vulnerable. So that's also something. You can be vulnerable with your children. But they know that our strength comes from God. Um, and I want, to, I want to really encourage parents. Just know that your strength comes from God. That strengthens mm. you every single day with His grace and His mercy for that specific day. For today, I have today's grace and mercy to help me through today and be a good parent oh wow that is so powerful and so impactful and you know i know you're having an event this weekend um just where we're going to be chatting about parenting and relationships between uh, mothers and daughters and just give us a quick briefing on that yeah. and you know i know you've got a few places left but the point is like if you want to hear more uh, family and friends about how to enjoy your children and how to have that relationship um just share with us quickly what what yeah we're going to have a beautiful event it's going to be an event where we're going to have time a good time bonding time so it's mothers and daughters aunts sisters grandmothers mother-in-law if you have a bad relation with your mother-in-law bring Come. her for <laughs> restoration um we're going to have some fun activities we're going to do some tie-dyeing and um, some pamper zoning and we're just going to have that great speakers that's going to share their wisdom on parenting so we've got different people i've got somebody that grew up in as a pk kid as a pastor's child and she's a grown woman today sharing her experience what was it like you know when you had to share your parents with so many other people what was mm. the impact that it had on your life I mean you're going to be there as one of my speakers <laughs> and um, we're going to we have I've got young I've got even a little girl of 11 years old that's going to be one of our speakers and she's going to share also from her point of view and I've got Kezia that's 21 yes. that's going to share and we're just going to from all you know, different um, through different lenses and share experience, and it's just gonna to build to empower to 
equip you know, the, the nation, but the children of God. So we can go out there and we can be armored up and we can stand our ground as the word of God says in Ephesians against the schemes of the enemy. Because the enemy comes to break down relationships between families and parents and children. That is his main, main, main agenda. Yes. And that is what we want Broken to do. Hearts. We want to do that strengthening, the restoration. We're going to pray for for healing. And I just know it is going to be a beautiful, amazing event. So and we still have a few spots left um, if anyone would like what it. Is in your, Stellenbosch. Your email address? Yes, they can, they, can, they can actually send me a WhatsApp on 79 one seven five nine seven one three oh seven nine one seven five nine seven one three and will come to me Fantastic. directly and I just want to remind you our whatsapp line is oh eight one seven two nine one six five seven and or our telegram is exactly the same oh eight one seven two nine one six five seven our SMS line is three seven nine double eight if you want to know anything more about our uh, about radio K pulpit or anything about our guests or ourselves um you're welcome to contact us and give, send us a message and we're also on Facebook go on Facebook we are live and busy and active so we would love to uh, connect with you and communicate with you but thank you Dr. Mary Ann thank you so much looking forward to Saturday but um, God bless you and may the Lord just continue to use you mightily and powerfully for his kingdom and for his glory thank you so much and I want to leave our family and friends and listeners with this Sophia Loren actually wrote that she said when you are a mother you are never really alone in your thoughts a mother always has to think twice, once for herself and once for a child. What wow. a beautiful quote. What a beautiful quote. Okay, family, friends, we will see you next week. Thank you for this wonderful action-packed session we had today. And uh, be safe, look after yourselves, and stick to the rules. God bless you. See you next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.